Welcome to Hookah Chat's bonus content, a sophisticated discussion between two gentlemen. Please enjoy. So, Matt, we're back on our bullshit with Wheel of Time. Right. On. Um, we might, we might. This might be a recurring bonus thing until the show's over for a little while. Maybe not. I don't know. For the next fifteen seasons. Next. For the next. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Will they do it? I'm just. I I forgot to send you this video. I'll send it to you after we're done. Somebody on TikTok, and you don't have to have TikTok to like watch the video. I promise. But like somebody on TikTok did did like a like a like a 90 second like review like like just so you're thinking about reading the wheel of time you saw the sexy show you want to read the wheel of time let's have a quick conversation about it <laughs> book one difficult to get through it's supposed to remind you of fellowship of the ring and, and if you can get through it great for you books two through through six mwah. <laughs> he's, he's like fantastic there's not even anything we're talking about they're great if you can finish book six and be hooked you're going to finish the whole series, I promise you. Seven and eight, not too bad. Um, nine, okay. Book 10 is the worst book ever written. You know, and he's just going through it. And I'm like, he's right. Book 10 is just one nonstop council of Elrond. You'll never escape it. You know, it's just, just over and over and over. Book 11, he's like, Robert Jordan wrote book 11, and then he died. Like, book 11, perfect. Thank you, Robert Jordan. You can produce good work before you die, and we appreciate that. And then Brandon Sanderson completes the series with you know with the rest of them with from Robert Jordan's notes, and then Sanderson does it. And he just he's like one of the things, and this guy's right, and I didn't say this to you when we first talked about it. It's one of the few epic high fantasy series with a good ending. Wow. Like like it ends after 15 books. And everybody's like, that was fucking good. That was satisfying. <laughs> like, like, yeah, all right, all right. And so uh, that, there's that nobody sitting there going, why didn't they just ride the eagles to Mordor? It exactly. Been... <laughs> Nobody's saying that. You know, it's 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 a it's a meaningful ending, you know, and, and he is right. When he said that, I was like, he's right. But yeah, when he got to book 10, he was like, book 10, awful. Oh my God. <laughs> like, like it is it is tough to get through. But he's he's right about books two through six. Books two through six are sort of nonstop good. Like it's all great. It's just really really long. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, not the newest episode of Wheel of Time because none we have not watched it. We're recording on a Friday. It dropped on a Friday. Neither of us have seen it yet. I'm going to watch it with Beth after wrestling tonight at ten. Because <laughs> I'm going to uh, watch it after we hang up. <laughs> that that'll be good. Um, but uh, I just want to say, spo- of course, spoilers alert, friends. Um, didn't you just want Perrin to rip that guy's fucking head out of absolutely? His- <laughs> but I didn't think that that was going to be the end of that guy. I mean, I don't know that it is the end of it. I guess we didn't. Really I can't quite remember. That. I can't quite remember if that's but the like, end of him. like, I kind of felt like that guy was going to be a big bad that was kind of hounding them for a while. No mm-hmm. pun intended with the Perrin thing, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, like I thought he would be. I was a little bit shocked that they that they seemed to k- kill him off that quick. I don't know if he's dead, but like 
I don't know. You take a you take an eighteen inch long dirk to the to the carotid. That probably is going to end it for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't quite remember. I can't remember if that's uh, if he's a one off. Uh, I mean, they don't disappear. The white cloaks don't disappear. Right. They're a constant throughout it, and and certain certain characters become white cloaks or or come out of the white cloaks and stuff. But but I liked him. I agree with you. I can't remember if he's killed off. If that character's killed off or not. But the actor is great. Like yeah, like that that, that role job. was really well portrayed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of the, it's kind of the, the the same thing with like Bev in Midnight Mass, yeah, yeah. right? It's like the mm-hmm. evil person that you just like that son of a bitch. I hate him. What a great performance. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, that the, those group of scenes between him, Perrin, and Egwene, uh-huh. um, I think really cemented that I that I like the actress who plays Egwene. Yeah. Like like good. Good performance. Like, like right. I, I, you know, Egwene as a character in the books um, has a long arc before I think that she really comes into her own. And so I didn't know like what they were going to do with that actress. Like, like if, if I was going to like her, if, if, if she was just sort of going to be a throwaway until she finally comes into her own. But I thought that that actress really, really played, played, uh, in particular, those couple of scenes that are really dramatic, tense scenes right. uh, rather well, you know. I think all the acting in it's been pretty good. I mean, I can't think of a, a character that I was like, uh, that I'm like, oh, I don't really like them, you know. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's a testament to the writing or a testament to the acting. I'm sure it's both. But, uh, like, I think it's all been very well done. I really, I really like uh, watching Matt go through the things he's going through. I really don't think that the um, the dragon, what's his name again? Brand. Brand. I don't think that he's doing a poor job, and he's either. got the he's got the the uh, the look of an Anakin Skywalker, right? Like he's he's got the what uh, Hayden Christensen's kind of bone structure, and it's just yeah. like bred into you that you want to hate his guts. That's right. <laughs> That's know? right. Don't worry, you'll get a chance to hate his guts. My sister started the show too, and I was chatting with her about it last week. But I'll hate his guts because his character demands that, not because right, like right. I not just can't stand the performance, right? Not because you're right, not because of him. I'm but, trying to but, stop people from dying. Shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up. Shut up, Hayden. <laughs> um, but I was talking to my sister about the show, and she really likes it um she's she doesn't know anything about the books and she really likes it and and i had mentioned that rand is the dragon and she's like what and i'm like i'm like leanne come on and she's like it was a it's a mystery in the show and i'm like oh my god you can't (laughs) fine yes sorry i gave that away rand (laughs) is the dragon you know like the the at this point the guy who's done the least of the all of them (laughs) is is definitely gonna be the dragon um but uh, I, so I expected, I think the, the thing that I'm impressed with the most so far, I'd still like to talk just about cool parts in the sh- of the episode. But yes, yes. what impresses me the most about it so far is of all the other than Rand, all the main characters in the books, the most probably annoying main character is uh, Nenev. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really made her not annoying in the show. I didn't which find I, her annoying which at all. I really, I yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like for readers of the book, it's kind of surprising. I was talking to my buddy Danny about it who read, read the books, and he was like, I'm really sh- kind of shocked. Well, like, what was annoying about her in the books? Maybe that'll help. She's, she's sort of coded in the books as more of a nag. 
Um, and so like, she's not really all that older than any of them, but because she's the wisdom of, of the two rivers, she's sort of coded as this like motherly nagging character. And, and she also comes into her power last in the books. Mm -hmm. And so like, and so like she, she, she's alluded to the fact that she's connected to the one power, but Egwene comes into her power before Nanave does in the books, Matt develops, Perrin develops, Rand comes into his power. And then the knave doesn't really, doesn't really kind of have her aha moment with the one power until a little maybe book maybe book five or six, mm-hmm. and so um, there it's not the, it, it's it's the so, right choice so for so the, the book, scene but. the scene with the false dragon where she healed everybody that never happened. Before. That's an addition. That's an added scene. Yeah, that's an added scene. Well, actually, because I thought that was badass. Actually, I don't know if it's an added scene so much as it's 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 a scene in another book. I think it might be because I don't think Logan. Logan is around a bit. It's all good. Like, like I don't think Logan is is in Logan is definitely in the series, but Lo, I don't think Logan is in book one. I think he's yeah. So they're they're skipping around. Yeah. They're kind of messing with the timeline a bit. Yeah, yeah. Which I think which I think makes sense. Like like it keeps it a little leaner. You know, like these like in book one, these false dragons are alluded to, right? But they're not. Um, you, you don't really see a lot of them. Um. But but I think now that I think about it, I do think that um, there was a moment in the book, in one of the books, where Nanave does something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good part. My sister said that uh, it's good that happened because if Lon really was killed off, she was going to turn the TV off and never watch the show again. <laughs> Lon's like, a fantastic character. <laughs> Lon really is a good character. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that I like about the series in general and specifically the last the last episode that we saw um is how kind of muted and and well paced and restrained the the reveals of these characters powers is has been yeah you know um they don't just they don't just leap from like level one to level 50 right like they they're like with perrin for example he's sitting there being tortured and the white cloak guy is cutting on his back and like all he can really do is scream and you know his eyes turn yellow and you're like well what's this all about and you know had this been done in a typical way that that hollywood usually does things he would have like changed into a werewolf and ripped off the guy's head right and but it didn't happen that way it was so it was so much more controlled it was so much more restrained and you know the wolves showed up on the out which is awesome by the way the wolves showed up on the outside and it wasn't really i mean maybe Perrin was responsible for that maybe it was Perrin's power but it, it's not something that Perrin's really aware of yet right right um like i don't think that Perrin realized that his eyes turned yellow right it's yeah. like it's just a sort of thing that happened and that's one of the one of the attributes of the series that i appreciate so much is how how well they integrate like the environment and, and integrate the emotion into all the action that you see without just making it about like one person's power of their, of their own in and of themselves. Right. Like I was talking about like in the last one where, you know, Moraine doesn't have like firebolt shooting out of her hands. She's utilizing things around her and like, I appreciate that. I, I like that a lot. And it was really reflective in this last 
episode, particularly with the scene with Perrin and Egwene, where we see Egwene's power yeah, start to that. slowly bud. But, it, you know, she doesn't just burst out of the chair and start charging fireballs at people. It's like a wisp of smoke yeah. and a mm -hmm. small spark. And it's just kind of like, a, you know, baby steps. And I really I, like that pacing. I do, too. I do, too. Um, even the and and it, like it, the tease uh, means that like you're now you're invested like, OK, right. well, soon one day. Right. Aaron will rage out and rip a guy's head off, you know, and, and we'll feel good about it. We'll be like, yeah. good. That's good. That I thought that scene um, in particular, like like that whole thing with uh, Egwene and, and the White Cloak and Perrin, I think kind of all around was a really strong scene. Egwene, um, Perrin revealing to Egwene that he killed his wife and, right. and Egwene, um, you know, the, 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 the choice that that actress made and the director made to have, a, and you know, and everything to have Egwene go, Perrin, it's, man, I don't really give, give a shit. <laughs> you know? yeah. Let's just, let's just get out of here. <laughs> right. Like you're, you're doing great. Like everything's fine. <laughs> like, like, like it's a good emotional payoff, you know? Um, and I do. I think that I think that the shots are. I think it's all very good. I, the thing that I think impressed me the most about this episode is is how, um, in some ways, Matt, they're they're really making Moraine's character from scratch. It's not really? that Moraine doesn't have a character in the books. It's just that Moraine is is one of the Gandalf characters. You, you right. don't you don't have Gandalf. She's on a monologue. different level than everyone else. Yeah, exactly. You know, she doesn't it's like have the Tom. same sort of. She doesn't have the same sort of, you know, skin in the game, so to speak. She's right. on a different level. She Whereas in this, level. I think one of the attributes of the last episode was like the humanity and the tenderness that they should were able to get across with all the characters because they really make you emotionally invested in them in a way that you don't normally get with like an action hero, right? Um, and I think that Moraine, one of her strengths is through lawn right like yeah we, we she we we've established that they kind of feel one another's emotions like lawn made mention that like she always gets emotional when he drinks you yeah, know, yeah things like that and uh, and then whenever he's going through what he's going through with the, the loss of the other um warden, warden. Mm -hmm. can't remember his name but mm -hmm. um but you know when he's going through that very personal very touching and deep sort of tough guys can't cry but the, like they they all kind of get together in their own sanction sanctuary and they have this little ritual to say goodbye to their fallen comrade and moraine's involved in that mm -hmm. right she's right there with lawn and she's feeling it with lawn and i thought that that was excellent i thought that was very well done i agree i agree the the care that this show takes to show to show rather than say what's happening with Moraine and Lon, I think is really strong. Like in the books, it's not as though it's not there. It's not as right. though that that's not sort as explicit. Of, it's just not explicit because Lon and Moraine are um, the Aragorn and Gandalf characters, you know, and, and, and they're, they're, they're there, they're interesting, they're cool, but they're, they're sort of fully realized, right? Like there, there, there's nothing, the book isn't interested in exploring them in an important way, um, except when Lon and Nay fall in love, which is which is different. But like the in the show, 
what what they were able what they're able to do so well is show um, what I would just call this egalitarianness with right. these characters, right? Right. They, they they equally show each other weakness and they equally show each other strength, right? Like it's it it's this fascinating uh, and at times almost startling, <laughs> you know, dichotomy to to sort of watch a platonic relationship you know, that that's ultimately a very intimate platonic relationship sort of happen, right? It's like right. the first time in episode one when they get in the tub together and everybody's right. like, mm? you know, <laughs> right. they're like, eh, whatever. Right. And I think that that makes it more powerful. That it, yeah. Had those two been written as lovers, it wouldn't be as compelling. No, I it think wouldn't exactly right. because it'd be, it would be too um, expected, too common, too normal, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be different. It wouldn't be exciting. It wouldn't be original. You're right. You're right. Um, and it's read well. It's a good. It's a good twenty, uh, like twenty twenty one reading of the mm-hmm. characters, right? Uh, right? For a book series that came out in the nineties, like it's a really interesting reading that is still true to the books. While like so, like I even think about you know the warders, um, just like like when Lon and the warder who ends up killing himself um, mm-hmm. are chatting like the night before he kills himself, and he's like he's like yeah, Alana's gonna make me a warder. And and Lon's like, wow, you know, he's like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to be with men though. <laughs> yeah, Lon, Lon's like, you'll learn, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Just some silly comment, and uh, and it's this, it's this really interesting moment where, like, yeah, the implication of the books is sort of like when Green, Aes Sedai take on many warders, they all share in this weird, intimate wackiness it, it, it's interesting right. to have this read not just this sort of queer read but then to have this read of like total like there's there's no reason to pretend we all feel each other's emotions there's no right. reason to hide and play make-believe here you know like we're all sort of one um and so it really makes for these intimate moments not just between lon and moraine but between everybody in the Aes Sedai right. world like it makes it, it means that lon as a character can really become this interesting character where where like he's very strong and he's and he and he goes to see moraine and 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 the entire scene is just him sitting on his knees and moraine holding his hand just mm-hmm. feeling emotion like and there's no words and it's a strong moment or when lon takes the grief of everybody in the room, you know, and, right. and, and it's this powerful moment of sort of connectivity. Um, that is, uh, uh, it's in the book, but like, it's, it, it's a really great thing to emphasize now because it is so different. It's, it's almost like an anti game of Thrones. Right. Um, <laughs> which, which I find really interesting. Um, I like it a ton. I really do. I'm, I'm yeah. impressed with it. I'm impressed with it um i'm trying to think of what's coming next in in the show that's the thing like because they're jumping around it's hard for me to like kind of gauge where they're going to go like what what characters are going to be introducing um i think i've read that the almerlian seat is coming Mm -hmm. um well i just hope they don't i hope they don't rush it yeah because i i really think that i'm enjoying the slow burn right like Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it in the way that I enjoyed WandaVision at the first seven or so episodes, because the, the taking time to explore the characters and you're taking time to get to know the characters. And I think that the actors are doing an ex- 
outstanding job and the writers have, have you know set the stage for them wonderfully to tell that kind of sort of compelling story because you know there's not a lot of of lawn and moraine moments in tv right, yeah, you're right. It, it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to capture that on film and make it compelling and make it you know really emotional and and translate well you know it's 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 hard to do that and i think they've done an excellent job with it so far because of their pacing because of their um care and their 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 careful approach to it so i hope they that continues i i don't want them to sort of be influenced by our society's impatience right yeah yeah (laughs) where we have to rush to the rush to the end. And, uh, they'll, they'll fall into the Marvel trap where you just have like a power creep that you can't prevent. And then pretty soon everything's right. Galactus. And I well, kind of yeah. like, I kind of like just letting it, letting it go nice and slow. Yeah. And I mean, the people get powerful by the end. It's, it's not yeah. the, the nice thing about it is that it's contained. And so I don't think that power creep's going to get too sort of, two out there um uh particularly with robert jordan is smart with how he does many of his books where like as rand is becoming powerful um rand just disappears basically <laughs> you know yeah. like 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 robert jordan's smart enough to go okay uh you're going over there to study in the mountain you know and and then right. like and then and then we we get down to the interesting stuff you know like right. what is Perrin doing how is Perrin developing as a character how right. is matt developing what's going on with everybody else like like that that's really good stuff um and so i'm i'm grateful for that and don't worry tom's coming back uh, even the time. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> yes. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking that the, uh, the, the white cloak fella is gonna come back in some form or fashion. I think too. so too. I think so too. He's too good of a, of an actor. Oh it? man, he was, he did such an excellent job. Yeah, such an yeah. excellent job. Yeah, uh, the that that this past episode in particular, you know, just with him answering Egwene's questions the way he did, I think, uh, or Egwene's questions the way he did, I think are really good. And, and such a, he's such a bastard too. Like the way that they set that whole thing up where he's like, okay, well, if you use the one power, I'll kill you and let your friend live. But if you don't, then I'll kill him and I'll let you live. See ya. And he Fine. just leaves. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that is fucking gangster as fuck, man. That is yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just like, you know, he, he plays it. He does something that I always appreciate with actors, which is just, just dial it back. There's no reason to yeah. yell. There's no reason yeah. to yell. Everything's fine. You yeah. know, like, like, why are you doing this? The one power is evil. No, it's not. Yep. Yeah, it is. You know, like he, <laughs> if you can wield the one power, that's a sign that you are in communion with the dark one. That's and the he, answer. And he plays it with yeah. such sophisticated arrogance is the best way i could put it you know yeah yeah yeah, it's such sophisticated arrogance it's really a pleasure to watch it is um and hate his guts it captures and and love watching it (laughs) yeah if i can say one more thing about its connection to the the books this is a dimension that the film that the show is able to do better than the books like because robert jordan's because the series is so massive you have characters and things that that are not always distinct enough. Um, like so, uh, the the Ogier loyal lo- loyal or whatever um, mentions yeah. that Rand is an ailman. 
um, in this episode, because part of Rand's parentage is that he's connected to this, basically the, the sort of Native American metaphor of, of Robert right. Jordan's uh, stuff. Um, only they're gingers, which is, right. <laughs> which is weird, but whatever. Um, and, and like the ailmen have a society that is really well, dis- is very distinct in Robert Jordan. Um, by about book four, the white cloaks become less distinct. Like there's, they, they sort of just become the standing army, you know, that, that the, right. that's constantly traveling around. And that's not really, I guess it is Robert Jordan's fault, but when you've got 13,000 pages of a right. series. You can only like, devote so much to the Inquisition, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, what I appreciate, some, the show is able to give the white cloaks their own personality and their own sort of aesthetic. Everybody's got a similar haircut. The, you know, you, you, you give this actor who's able to play the part with, like, as you say, with such sophistication and, and like, wow, we're dealing with, we're dealing with evil paladins, right? you know, like, like who, who are like, who are just so sure that they don't even have to get mad. Like, right. Like, they're like, man, yeah, I mean, we just got to kill you all. That's just how it is, you know, <laughs> like, like, that's just kind of how it is. And and that's that's such a cool move in a in a show or in a series that just has that's just loaded with cultures and that you'll see, you know, it's just yeah. loaded with with diversity and of cultures that to be able to have sort of distinct ways of approaching each culture, or each group, really high level, really good stuff. Right. And I, I thought that they were trying to allude to something when they were the Ogier was talking to Rand about being an ailman yeah. because they we had we had heard that before with the person that was in the crow's nest or the crow's cage when par- when uh, Matt. Matt and uh Tom. Rand and Rand, yeah. Were were approaching that aspect in a, in an earlier episode and Matt went back to get the ring or whatever it was the jewel that the the ailment had and, and then um the bard spoke to him and that's where we first learned about it and i was wondering if there was a distinction to be drawn between those two people rand and this other guy i don't know if there is or not but that's you know i don't know if it's just a coincidence or what but th- that's another question that i have that i'm hopefully going to find out tonight <laughs> yeah i hope so i hope that they they dive into the ailment stuff yeah one of rand's wives is a sexy ailment lady at least in the books. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always liked her because she was like, she hated. That was the, the so like. The oh, first man, redheads. Two, Come on, redhead, man. Redhead. Hey, what, what are you going to do? But like the first, <laughs> his first two wives are like really into him. So like yeah. one of his wives uh, is, is like meets him. And she in, in, actually in book one. So I wonder if she's coming up in, in the next couple of episodes. Um, and he, she's like this, like roguish, you know, kind of traveling you know like like thief girl and she's cool and then his second wife remember they're all married at the same time it's totally mm-hmm. bananas it's this crazy <laughs> it's this bizarre moment in this in this in the book um the his second wife is uh elaine who is this like queen this princess of like one of the one of the kingdoms and she is hella annoying like she is she is just <laughs> But they both like like Rand a ton. Like they're both like, oh yeah, Rand is so fucking sexy. You know, it's so stupid. <laughs> and and uh his ailman wife is just like, you 
you half-blood ailment bastard i will i will kill you with my spear because rand's only half ailment and yeah. and and rand's like do you know who i am i'm the dragon reborn and she's like i don't even give two flying fucks who you are you know <laughs> like like I'll, I'll fucking murder you like it'll be that quick it'll be that simple and uh and 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 robert jordan just has this hard on for this redhead she's really tall this like tall amazonian redhead native person yeah who like who like they like scream at each other for like three books and then she finally gives in and she's like fine i'll fuck you i'll marry you i'll fuck you i don't care you know and then they all get married at the same time i'm like this is completely, it's completely nuts i i wonder if they it's so nuts that i don't know if the series will do it like like it's so weird yeah. that like i don't know if 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 like if like the the TV show can like figure out how to do this in a way that doesn't well, make people think, go, huh? I think they did. I think they did. They already bridged kind of our modern society a bit with whenever um, Rand was talking to the barkeep, the evil, the the uh, what are they called? Shadow, the, the dark friend. Yeah, yeah, dark friend. That's it. Um, and she was talking about, and she just made the assumption that Rand and Matt were together. Right. And it, so and, and it didn't sound like an odd thing. He's just True. like, no, I'm just not, you know, if I wanted a man, I could get one. And they didn't right. like dwell on it or spend a lot like that's something that in 1990, when the book came out, I think might have been uh, more shocking to an audience. But yeah. nowadays in our modern society and our modern culture, that's the way people ought to react. <laughs> right? yeah. that's and, way... and ultimately, that's the way a lot of people already react. You know, yeah, a that's lot what of, I mean, like, yeah. I mean. I don't know that that would have been the same reaction in 1996 as it is yeah. in like 2021, but like that's progress, right? That's good. Sure, um, sure. So I don't know if the uh, the multiple wives thing, if we're ready for that. I don't know if the polygamy is is. Uh, <laughs> it's just. I don't know it's just that they're not, they're not all. Yet. If they were all polyamorous together, maybe maybe that's where they're going. Maybe this show will take a hard like a hard nc-17 route and it's just an orgy like to which i'd be like okay fair enough yeah. you know like, like what do i what do i do with that but yeah, like you want you want to see boobs and stuff go watch game of thrones it's on there you know that's I, what i like that's what i like so much about this series is it doesn't use like gratuitous violence or profanity or sexuality no, and, to, and the, to the be books compelling it. and i think it's i think it's a testament to how well the material's written and how well the actors yeah portray their parts that we we don't have to rely on those sort of things for entertainment in this Thank particular you. series it's not to say that the, the people are unattractive or whatever it's just sure. that's not the point like that's not the focus sure i forgot completely i said this in our bonus episode we don't have to that see I... kid harrington's butt to like enjoy the show right? we, we <laughs> do not i i said this in our bonus episode for that we put out on wednesday like I had totally forgotten that the bar wench uh, was a dark friend. She's a bar. She's a dark friend in yeah. the books too. And I, and I thought they added this really great scene with this attractive bar wench. She's just going to fuck Rand. I was like, yeah. Oh, well, that's going to be fun. <laughs> you know, like, like, Oh, that's right. She's evil. I forgot about her, <laughs> you know? And I'm once again reminded it's, it's that episode. And then the, ep the first episode of firefly, when saffron shows up, yeah. I'm always reminded at always totally another redhead. Right? <laughs> at, how, at how totally completely screwed I would be. Yeah. <laughs> like there's I'm like, man, there's just there was just gonna be no shot. Like the first time I saw that episode of Firefly, all of my other friends, like Nick, Nick and Angie yeah. and Jory were all there and they had already seen it. And so they were basically just watching me watch the show. And like and I'm just I'm just talking through the show. Like I'm like, I'm like, 
I think I think the shepherd is totally fucking wrong on this. Do you see how fucking hot she is? You know, Mal, do it. What are you doing, Nathan Fillion? And then like and then like he passes out after she kisses him, and I'm like, God, I'd have my shit would have been robbed. Yep, I'd have been, been no hope. Yep. <laughs> I'm a dummy. I'm stupid. <laughs> I've forgotten the first rule of Batman the animated series. All women are evil. <laughs> never, never trust a woman. <laughs> oh my well i'm gonna let you go so that you can watch the wheel of time right on and uh text me what you think when it's done i haven't watched it yet but i'll be, i'll watch it after uh after wrestling's over so Very thanks for, thanks for listening guys this has been a, a the second bonus content episode of wheel of time with <laughs> oh who could chat with matt and ethan wheel of time edition we'll see you next time